Hey, Peter. Hey. Uh, are you burning at all right now? Yes, because it's 87 degrees here in the pod suite because somebody left the space heater on all weekend. That's weird. It's on your side. I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily music advice coming at you. Coming at you. Sponsored today by Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com for all your <laughs> piano needs. Sorry, I got to stop with that. I know it's annoying. You don't have to hell. stop. Just stop looking at me like the way you I are know, well, as you say now it. That's I'm like creepy AF. You with, I know it is. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. But I, I love we longingly look over. I know we look studio. over like <laughs> as if to remember the name of our own company. So go to openstudiojazz.com to check out. Uh, all of our piano courses. You know, we have our Piano Access Pass, which is growing by the minute. That's right. By the time you're listening to this, there's a good chance there's a whole new uh, two-handed voicing course almost out. And it may be from Oscar Peterson. I can't confirm or deny that. We can definitely deny oh, we that. Can deny. That'd be fun, though, wouldn't it? Away. Have you ever seen his um, jazz piano lesson with Dick Cavett? Yeah, if you Google jazz piano lessons, it's like one of the first things that comes up. Oh, really? Up. Yeah. <laughs> Why That's... are you Googling jazz piano lessons, man? <laughs> No reason. Okay. <laughs> it's well, so awesome, man. I mean, somebody like I don't. Rem- I didn't see that as a kid, but I remember seeing like my parents watch, especially my dad watch Dick Cavett a lot, mm. and seeing him kind of like laugh and just look like he was being intellectually stimulated by watching the show that I could not understand anything that was going on. I thought it was the most boring thing. I was like, when did the cartoons come back on? Is it Saturday morning yet? But it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Alas. But I digress because today we're not talking about Dick Cavett. We are talking about our seven seven favorite burners. We're talking uh, burners. Burners. Yeah, I've been wanting to say that. British all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. You know, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of listeners in the UK. Did you know that? I did know it's that. It's like the second largest uh, country for our listenership. So Is it? Shout I, out I to the UK. Poland. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they got a good jazz scene over there too. They got a great jazz scene. Yeah. I mean, I would say per capita, it may be maybe uh, besting the U.S. No, don't say, okay, that. Sorry. don't say that. Sorry. No, no, great stuff happening. Not for just sure. in London. London. Uh, but in Birmingham and oh in okay. um, up in Scotland, they're still part of the UK, right? Are you going to try a Scottish, maybe a Glaswegian accent real quick? No, but um, <laughs> but I would say, um, now what I don't know is, we don't get political very often here on the You'll Hear It podcast, because oh. this is not daily politics, it's daily music and jazz. But yeah. I would say we do not know the effects of Brexit on the jazz scene in England and the UK yet, do we? We don't know. Yeah. Are there any projected effects on the jazz? We're hoping not. I'm actually doing a gig there later this month, so I might be able to check it out. I don't know if it's too early. Are they Brexited <laughs> off yet? To be able to, I'm going to check it out, though. I'm going to go down to Ronnie's and uh, Jazz Cafe and stuff and check it out. I'll let you know. Please let me know. Okay. And let me know if they're burning over there. And in the meantime, we're going to burn a little bit today. Hey, now. Uh, we kind of, we have a loose criteria for this. These are just tunes that, first of all, just feel like they're burning. Yes. But also trying to get everything above 300 beats per minute. But And it's so funny how you, I mean, folks, l- loyal listeners, Adam pulled out his app to check and rejected a couple of mine. It's all about quality here, man. I know, but he rejected a couple of mine because they were not at 30, not because of the quality. Okay, this one's pretty good, though. Right? And it's over 300 BPM. Eventually, yeah. Not now. This is Bud Powell. This is uh, from... What is the name of this? Is this the genius or this is the amazing? I'm just not crazy about you trying to put an algorithm on the music, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. The genius of Bud Powell. This is the genius, yeah. This is T for two. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Ray Brown, Buddy Rich. 
stank face. Yeah, double stank face. Triple. What? Nineteen fifty. Wow. Recorded in late nineteen forty nine, I think. Man, I had the pleasure two weekends ago of meeting Bud Powell's son. Oh really? And had a great chat with him up in New York after a gig I did. I told him I was so honored that he came. And I made a joke to him, but it wasn't actually a joke. I was like, You mean Bud Powell's grandson? Because uh, this gentleman did not appear to be nearly old enough to be his son. He's but like he our was, age. Yeah, he kind of got offended when I said, oh, nice. your grandson. And then he's like, oh, wait, that's a compliment. Um, I mean, he, he thought I was doubting that he was really his son. I right, was right. just like, but it was so cool. He had told me some great stories about him and, and Thelonious Monk coming over to visit with him and what oh, they talked man. about and stuff. And, yeah. Awesome. Uh, the next one, you know, we had this track on the show a couple weeks ago, and I just, I was trying to think of ways to leave it out of our top yeah. seven burners, and there was no way to do it. No. This is Coltrane's Countdown from Giant Steps. Hello. Art Taylor. Yeah, Art yeah. Taylor. I made the egregious error of... We're going to make up for it. We're going to make yeah. up for it. Next track. great about this too is this is unlike the first tune like this can only uh this tune can only be played as a burner 300 plus i mean this doesn't work slower it's like a ballad it just turns into (laughs) central park west after a while yes that's that's true no but i mean like t for two is like bub pal just played it fast right but that is this countdown is fast yeah yeah just amazing i mean ryan go get the fire extender i think think the pod suite is about to catch fire here with this well that in the heater consider the fact that we (laughs) left a space heater on plugged in all weekend i love it too because it's not a nice space heater it's like a 40 dollars space heater at most you're nado yeah that's that was uh we're lucky the pod suite is still here big shout out to your nado also out of of sitting next to like two flammable (laughs) man this place is i can't believe this (laughs) Man, that was bad. That was bad. You got <laughs> bottles of, of hard liquor next to it. This well, this is a hammer. In case you're trapped in here, you could fight your way out yeah, of it. You could have the monk, monk hammered your way out of this place. But <laughs> Oh, well. Uh, okay, so we're going to make up for last week's uh, Art Taylor snafu. Yes, where I, where I uh, incorrectly and incoherently uh, labeled that great drum intro that is, in fact, by Art Taylor as coming from Philly Joe Jones. Two fantastic drummers that are similar and influential in their own ways and for each other from a similar era, but are not the same individual, and I made that mistake. My bad, but this (laughs) is definitely Philly Joe Jones on two-bass hit. Ooh. Just so you know right now, because we're not on video today, Adam is shaking his head, tapping this into his tapping app, saying it's not 300, but... No, it's right at 300. Like but check just, this out. Just right there. No, but check this out. I'm going to jump ahead. It gets there? Oh, no. 
You looking for some speeding up? Yeah, it wasn't. Wow. Okay. My bad. Well, uh, <laughs> no, it's right. It's hovering right around. It's yeah. somewhere between like two ninety and two and three hundred, somewhere in that range. So you're close enough. We'll, I just we'll, always, you know, what it we'll is to me it. that this brings up a good point. And since we're in the middle of our list, halfway through, as it were, almost halfway, mm. uh, this brings up the good point. What makes a burner? Because you seem to be of the mind. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Mr. Manus, that it is strictly a numerical. BPM situation like you're some kind of EDM DJ going off to be a Ritz this weekend you know for your yeah. big party and you you know but I I think certain tunes I don't know this because it often well first of all they played it faster a lot yeah. I'm thinking about what was it that live at the plaza record mm-hmm. there was some other like they really pushed it sometimes yeah. and this is a tune that just has that kind of feel to it don't you think yeah for sure no I'm, I'm not I put an arbitrary 300 BPM I do have a funny 300 BPM story <laughs> I was when I was in college I was like talking with this kind of strange drummer and we were like kind of comparing notes what are we what are you working on right now and he's like he just looked at me and he's like honestly i don't want to play anything that's below 350 right now (laughs) (laughs) never forget the look on his face that only a smug 20 year old right like (laughs) thinks thinks that uh just playing around 400 right is the way to go how's Uh, his career at the fry machine at mcdonald's going by the way yeah it's not going great it's not going great (laughs) turns out not a lot of people want to listen to things way up there not a lot of music could be made above 350 it takes some real mastery yeah you know Philly I mean? joe jones slash um tony williams i'm is that, you, is that well, who's on your speaking mind up, so we're gonna okay. keep, we're gonna keep on with the miles yeah and uh, we're gonna do uh milestones from live at the plug nickel mm. i always when i think of a burner for some reason this one always sticks in my mind because of just how how intense the fire in tony williams is on this entire record and how fast it is yeah good does that ride symbol feel right now it's just like it's relentless man. and he kind of goes like when um when ron started to break it up on yeah. the bridge tony actually went to like another level of intensity yeah you know yeah. not to be like to push along but to kind of compensate and to balance you to know balance. there's like a there was a, such a symmetry the way they played and it's crazy every time i see ron carter which is not often enough every day would be nice how about that <laughs> no but he um i always like think about all the stuff he played when he was so young during this period and then and, and and since like his sense of sort of mastery and freedom as a basis to do this kind of thing really ahead of his time in a lot of ways hmm. um and and what a great thing that he had tony williams there who was even younger than him like to play in these like uber mature ways in terms of like stretching things out this is not that many years after the milestones with philly joe jones and 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 with that group that earlier group and even the way they played at the beginning you talk about like you know foreign more and my funny valentine's that live at lincoln center concert um which was just like what two years before this maybe three years yeah, yeah. um like how much they were able to 
stretch the same kind of standard Miles Davis quintet material yep. in a way that was so advanced and man, it was yeah still a burner, but in a in a whole nother way. It's awesome. Yeah. How do you think about burners when you're playing them? Like, how are you approaching something that's really at the edge there? Um, well, you know, one one thing I, I I do sometimes when it gets really fast, even faster than this, is start thinking about each measure. If it's like four four swing, mm-hmm. as either just one and three or just one. So if it's like one two one two deep four, and if it's even faster. As opposed because like on two and four you can only really get up to a certain tempo you know and i was always so programmed to like you got to feel it at two and four but then once you actually learn that that's always there right and so i actually learned this i remember we did a like a workshop years ago i don't know 10 15 years ago or something at indiana university it's great mm-hmm. um music school there with christian mcbride and we were all it was kind of like a rhythm section uh thing and we sort of talked about you know how you work together as a rhythm section i remember Somebody asked us about playing fast or something. And Christian was just like, "Oh, it's easy. Just you know, you're not thinking about all four. Any, you know, it's easy. You're not thinking about all four anymore." <laughs> it's just like, and he started playing. And he was just like, tap his foot on the one. He's just like, ding, 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 ding. it does help, man. Man, that's it like, does help. Yeah, and I mean, that's giving you that sort of spacing and and feeling. So I don't know. I, I don't even necessarily think about that a lot, but when I do, like I, I, but that also gets you in that breathe. You know, Ruben Rogers on remember one of the. Rhythm section courses here I had a great concept on that about like really breathing yep. and like just relaxing as you go into that. Well, I strategically asked you that question at this spot because next up is a burner that you're actually on. Mm. This is from Spirit of the Moment, uh, Joshua Redman live at the Village Vanguard. This is just in time. I love the Man, sound of this like record. Sounds like overdub, like the other part. Oh man! But the Vanguard sound here. You oh, know. so good. So. Good. Is this over your three hundred? Uh, is this is this legal? Yes. It's right there. Wow. So that this is a pretty relaxing thing. I think, you know, Blade and Thomas really would testimony to that you know skip ahead a little bit here you can play like that I know kind of rushing there a little all right, I'll, I'll fade it out so you don't get too self-critical here in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds maybe, great, man. Maybe we pushed, uh, you know. It sounds awesome. We might have pushed it even before. Cause, I think because you jumped from earlier. I did, It was yeah. probably a slow, you know, kind of a. But that is kind of the Red general. Garland-ish, yeah. Philly Joe Jones-ish kind of a <laughs> acceleration. But the general rule for for all of these, and, and Chris McBride has talked about it. Yeah. Ruben has talked about it. Hutch has talked about it. You've talked about it. And that's. You can pick it up a little bit. And the right. great bands often did pick oh, it yeah. up a little bit. Never slow it down. Never slow it down. Not when you're playing fast. No, not not, especially not when you're playing fast. You can never slow it down, and it could pick up just not too much. Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of times we'll use the never slow it down and never stay steady, <laughs> <laughs> which only leaves you one way to go. All right, we're going to skip ahead uh, just a couple. Maybe, no, this was maybe around the same time. This is from Live at the Village Vanguard, Volume 4 from <laughs> and, Brad Meldow. I was going to make a note. I said, let's do something recent. You're like, oh, I got something. Because I was like, we don't... 
Yeah. This is like 25 years ago. It's right? 25 years ago. It's <laughs> recent enough. This is pretty fast. It's pretty fast. This is from the Vanguard, too, right? Yep. Yeah. Art of the Trio, Volume 4. It's funny. Same piano, probably. Same engineer, I think. Mm -hmm. I like his piano sound better. The plumber or the plumbing? I don't Why know. Why don't you uh, yeah, contact, the, uh, contact the engineer? Yeah. <laughs> plumber or the plumbing? <laughs> the engineer, who I won't name, he'll probably be like, well, I like that pianist better than you, so there you go. <laughs> This is Jorge. Jorge Rossi, yeah. yeah. Larry Greninger, too. Yeah. Props. Mad props. You know what's cool about this is they keep that loose yeah, feel yeah. that they are so known for as right. a trio, you know? Because Larry can't walk this fast. That's why he did it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Big shout out to LG. What up? Keep on walking if you can. It's pretty good, man. See if they, I'll skip ahead a little bit, see if they're. Uh... Ooh, judgmental. I like, oh. Sounds like they do go to walking, my friend. Oh, they do kind of keep breaking up. Huh? Yeah, he's still kind yeah. of broken up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Brad's going to Brad. Yeah. Brad will be Brad. Brad's got a Brad. That's Brad Maldo, Art of the Trio, Volume 4. That's a brilliant album all the way yep. around, actually. What a great night that must have been. And that's six. And before we do our seventh, which we uh, is a special number seven today, yes. don't forget to go to openstudiojazz.com, but also go to youllhearit.com. You know, we have our speak pipe up. It is recently back up. The speak you know pipe is our voice message system. Leave us a speak pipe. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your you'll hear it story. Right. If you have a story about using this podcast to uh, to hone your practice routine, to sharpen your skills, maybe some piece of uh, knowledge that you learned on this podcast or people that you've met via this podcast or artists that you've heard of via this podcast, leave us a speak pipe. Tell us your you'll hear it story. We want to hear from you. That's right. Yeah. Um, and that is available, as you said, so eloquently, you'll hear it, dot com. Dot com. Dot com. And now for this last uh, number seven of our burners, this is really cool because we have one of our good friends and friends of the podcast and fans of the podcast in the house with us today. And we were kind of struggling with which of the other ones to pick. And um, this gentleman kind of mentioned this tune and we both like listened to it and hadn't heard it in a while. And we were like. This is it. And um, we actually, talking about Leave Your Story and stuff, he's got a great story about you'll hear it that we're going to hear right after we check this out. This is Oscar Peterson and St. Louis's own Clark Terry, Whoa. Mac the Knife. And you might want to, we'll start wherever you want, maybe a little bit into it. Mm. Somebody get Clark Terry a statue down here in yeah, St. Louis, no, please. Come on, man. Can we get him on the Walk of Fame? For oh, reals. Notice you're not checking your app on this one. <laughs> so I'm checking my app. No, no need. This is well over three. Uh. Thank you. 
come on. embarrassed to say i've never heard this before have you heard i this? heard it years ago yeah actually my dad had this lp man this thanks for the reminder about that one that's, that's amazing awesome. that's man. number seven of our favorite burners have you i you don't hear uh oscar do much of that stride stuff and he just no. sounds so effortless on it. it's ridiculous yeah. yeah it wasn't for lack of ability that he oh my goodness and, yeah. and and the trumpet chops that it takes to pull off what he just did was yeah totally. insane yeah well, there you go. That's our seven favorite burners. We thank you for listening. And we have a very special message right here from the great Rob. Check it out. Hey, this is Rob, longtime member of Open Studio. Started out with the trumpet pack, with the Sean Jones pack, and then realized that I need to get my piano chops together. And I said, what the heck? So I'm just going to get the all-access pass. And now tooling around, listening to all kinds of great players and learning something from every one of them, no matter if they're on my instrument or not on my instrument. So thanks, guys, and keep up the great work.